welcome to Essentials to Heal Yourself. I'm Laura Lee Humphreys. So today's conversation is all about a solution that you can use and do at any time to help you deal with outer chaos. And that is actually looking at the chaos within you. You know, we are so deeply, deeply trained and conditioned in our society to constantly have our attention outwards, away from us. Everything in our society tells us we have to put our attention anywhere but on ourselves. And that if you do so, then you're crazy and selfish and all the negative chatter. However, in many situations, if you want to resolve things, then you actually need to turn your attention on to you. So whenever you're looking at your world and you're seeing all kinds of chaos, people acting crazy, uh, relationships gone awry, things in your life that are not working in any fashion, outer chaos, in order to resolve any of that, you have to identify and deal with the source of where all of that chaos is emanating from. And that is within you. So if you're looking at something or a situation outside of you or anything on the media and you feel triggered and you get all angry and stressed and all the things, that emotion, that chaos is originating within you. The other person or the thing that you're watching or whatever the thing outside of you that you're looking at is, they are not making you do or feel anything whatsoever. They are only a reflection or a mirror to you to tell you what you already have within you that you're carrying around within your psyche, your mind, your energy system, within your emotional makeup. So if you are experiencing a lot of chaos and turmoil and negativity outside of you, that is a direct reflection or message or mirror from the world telling you that within you, within your energy system, within your psyche and emotional makeup, you are carrying those exact things and states of being that you're feeling and that you're arguing against. I know people don't like to hear this, but this is fact. It's basic physics of how energy and consciousness and mind operate. There's a natural law called the, called the law of correspondence. It says, as without, so within. As within, so without. When I was doing my healing work, which took the span of many years, one of the biggest, most profound lessons I learned was this fact. And it opened up the door for so much growth and healing because I was willing to look there. I was willing to be teachable. I was willing to change. I wanted to change and to heal myself. So I was willing to do what it took. And that in large measure included looking within, bringing my attention within myself to see what was there, which 
I recognize a lot of people are afraid to do. They avoid it at all costs. That's what sets up all addictions of every kind. And they haven't been taught how. Well, let me teach you one way how. But again, you've got to be willing to learn, willing to do the work, and willing to look at yourself. So in order to shift the chaos that you're experiencing outside of you, then you've got to transform and release and heal the chaos within you. You do that by going within, by looking at what are you actually carrying around within your emotional makeup, within your psychology and your energy system. The only way you're going to discover that and access all of that information is by calming your mind and going into a meditative state. And so, yes, today's conversation is all about meditation. Now, I recognize that some people may want to just run from the word as soon as they hear the word. And again, that's triggering something that they're carrying around inside of them that they don't want to do. They maybe they haven't experienced it long enough or a type of meditation that works for them. Maybe you're one of those too. So when you hear that advice to go meditate, what, kind of, what comes up for you? What do you think? Do you even meditate? Have you tried various things? You know, when I was very first learning years and years ago now, then I was taught initially a type of meditation that I wasn't ready for. It didn't resonate with me whatsoever. And that was basically just to like silence your mind. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> like that's going to happen. <laughs> but to listen to a sound or repeat a phrase, put your, all your focus on that. And eventually, eventually, if it could be years, eventually your mind will quiet down. You know, and so it, it, that didn't work for me at all, at all. And my feeling is that when people, or my observation is that when people hear the word meditation, that's the type of meditation that they are most uh, familiar with. And so that's what they think meditation involves. And they immediately think, oh, I could never do that. And they're probably right. It's not a type of meditation that would work for them. And so I totally get it. And so people run from meditation and continue doing all the things that keeps their attention away from them. That keeps them from learning, from discovering who they are from understanding how they function and why they do what they do. Hence, they live their entire life on autopilot. And when you live an unexamined life, when you're only running on autopilot based upon all of the social and familial programming and conditioning that you've been given your entire life and you never question it, you never even look at it, then no wonder your life is going to look chaotic and dysfunctional and full of dissatisfaction and unfulfillment because you haven't done any exploration of yourself. You haven't dared heal, dared to understand who you actually are so that you can tap into it and begin to unfold your potential. Meditation can be 
a profoundly helpful, healing, useful tool to assist you in doing this. It's helpful to begin with the right kind of meditation that's going to help you with this process rather than hearing only about one style of meditation that really is adverse to you. Okay, so I'm going to, in this episode, explain to you five different common types of meditations, why you would want to do each one, what they do, and what they're meant to accomplish. Okay, so when you're talking about meditation, then we also need to talk about an endocrine gland located in the center of your head called the pineal gland. You've probably heard of it. I've talked about it in other episodes on my podcast. It's a very important gland. And it's one that has become very atrophied and calcified. That's the pineal gland. The pineal gland is literally your third eye. In Eastern philosophy and a lot of ancient texts, they always refer to the third eye, the inner eye, the um, the eye that helps you see in a unified manner, as opposed to the two eyes on your head or on the on your face, that would encourage you to see in opposite directions where you're split. It's a third the third eye to to unify things. All kinds of references to the third eye, even referring to it as a pine cone because that is its shape. So within the your pineal gland, there's lots of different things that it does. One of the things is it produces melatonin, which regulates your sleep and wake cycles uh, in response to sunlight. Another thing that it has is it's filled with fluid, filled with fluid, <laughs> say that one fast. And there are little tiny little cells that are identical to the rods and cones in the eyes on your face, which allows you to see color and to see images. So when you're dreaming, when you're visualizing something, when you're, when you're remembering a memory from past times and you see the colors, you see the images, how are you seeing that? You're literally seeing through your third eye, which is your pineal gland. It acts exactly like the eyes on your face and it's structured the same way. And it has a nerve running from it directly to the optical center in the back of your brain, exactly like the two eyes on your face, which allows you to see these colors and images within your mind. So when you're learning to meditate, your pineal gland is in high, high gear, so to speak. Therefore, it's very important that you consider how calcified and how unhealthy it is. The hideous food industry or standard American diet, the hideous so-called food manufacturing in this country and most Western countries would have your pineal gland completely calcified so it's atrophied and not functioning to prevent you from seeing the things, connecting to the things that is possible. When you have too much sugar, when you have refined flour and sugar products, when you have a crappy diet, standard American diet of fake foods filled with fake flavors, fake colorings, fake preservatives, fake nutrition, a fake diet, 
that's going to calcify your pineal gland. When you drink water that's fluorinated, when you use toothpaste that's fluorinated, it is a noxious toxic gas. It has no place in the, in the water or toothpaste or anywhere near you. That will calcify your pineal gland and make it so that it's not operable. And so if it's not operable, then you're gonna have a very difficult time turning your attention within and being able to access all of information and data that is stored there waiting for you to explore. And believe me when I say that the agenda to calcify your pineal gland and keep you from looking at yourself is absolutely 100% intentional by the crazy people running this world and that have been doing so for hundreds of years. So don't buy into the garbage and learn to do other things to take care of yourself, regardless of what the media says, regardless of what your friends and people in your world tell you. Start eating better, clean up your body, start meditating, start being willing to discover who you are. So that's one of the things that the, the meditation allows you to do is to discover who you are. Why are you here in this life? What is your life about? It's just here to pay bills, eat, consume, and then die? Just to make money for the globalists so that they can get rich at your expense? Just so that you can pipe yourself full of pharmaceutical drugs that will toxify you and eventually kill you? Just so pharmaceutical companies can make money at your expense? Is that the entire reason why you were born? Think about it. Why are you here? What is your life about? What are your gifts and potentials? What are you here to bless humanity with? How can you develop yourself and tap into your potential and reach towards it and grow and evolve? That's why you're here, is to grow and evolve and discover who you are. Meditation, turning within, and discovering all of the data and information stored within you can help you determine where is the best place for you to be, to live, the geographical location on this earth that is best in harmony with you, your energetic and soul makeup, with what you're here to do and what you want to create and experience and contribute to the world. Meditation is the doorway to accessing your divine intelligence, your higher self, your higher mind, to recognize who you actually are, that you are a creative, energetic, spiritual being, far more than just a meat sack, a piece of cattle that the, that the globalist corporation people would want to see you as that you're more than just a profit center, a battery of life force for them to suck off of you. That is horrendous. You're more than that. If you never look within yourself, if you never discover who you are via meditation, how are you ever going to know this? How are you ever going to see yourself in a greater light than what the globalist corporation crazy people want you to see you as? A profit center for them. Okay. Meditation opens up so many doorways that allows you to heal yourself. It can help you identify and discover old traumatic experiences with unresolved emotions and unresolved thought patterns that have kept you stuck for decades. 
and kept you miserable and feeling helpless and feeling depressed and full of anxiety and fear. When you recognize those patterns of the things that you've been taught to believe, the conclusions that you came to as a result of experiences you have had in your life that you couldn't understand, especially if you were such a young toddler or even free language as an infant where all you were just, you were sensing and observing and you were aware of things, but you hadn't developed, your mind had not developed the capacity to verbalize and speak. And yet you're absorbing all this stuff and drawing conclusions and developing core thought patterns and beliefs that if left unexamined, run and dictate your entire life. And that prevent you from growing as you get older. Meditation allows you to Come face to face with who you are and make terms with you. And I know this is a very scary prospect for a lot of people because they've come to conclusions about themselves that are quite frankly horrific and very negative and very distorted. And so they believe that they're horrible people, that they have done so many wrong things. And so they are loath to look at themselves. And yet the only way to grow and to get rid of feeling so miserable and unfulfilled and unhappy and anxious and fearful and depressed is by looking at yourself. That's the way it is. <laughs> so how do you start to meditate? Once you've come through all of that and you say, okay, Laurel, I hear you. I'm willing to look at myself, even if it's not pretty. I'm willing to see the truth. Very good thing. You cannot grow and heal unless you look at the truth, even if it's ugly. And yes, at times, truth can be very ugly and it's necessary to look at it. So how do you start? What I do and what I teach people to do and my clients is to find a location, like a same chair, the same sofa, the same room that becomes your meditation place. That you can build up this sense of energy around this place that it becomes a sacred spot for you and you're also training your body to know that when we sit down in this place then that's the time to quiet and go within and become still because that's the meditation time that's the meditation place okay it's very easy to train your body to do that so that's what i encourage you to do first find a place and a time that you can consistently devote even if it's just 10 minutes it's a beginning it's a start Find a location and have that as your meditation place. Some people can meditate laying down. Others sit, can do a sit up. Other teachers, some meditation teachers tell you that you have to sit up. I've always preferred to lay down because when I meditate, there's a lot of energy that moves through me. And it is quite literally physically difficult to stay vertical, to stay sitting up especially when there's a lot of energy moving through my head, it gets very heavy and uncomfortable. And so I, it works better for me to lay down. You will find what works for you. Okay. So once you find your place and you start to lay down, you start breathing, focusing on your breath, starting to calm your body down. What I tell everyone to do initially is just to focus on an even inhale and an even exhale, develop this slow, calm, even rhythm of your breath to help calm down your body and your nervous system and your mind. 
And this can, this phase itself can take a while because if there's a lot of anxious and jitteriness within your body, and if you've not trained your body very well, then it's going to take a while for your body to learn to relax. It's going to take a while for your body to work out all of its wiggles and its itches and its scratches and its, you know, all the things. And so that until your body can calm down. This is especially true in this crazy, frantic, fast-paced lifestyle that most people have if they have a very difficult time calming down, calming their mind. And so breath, using your breath is one helpful tool, as well as having your meditation spot so that you can tell your body, teach your body, when you're in this place, then you need to relax. Everywhere else you can run crazy. But while you're here sitting down while we're meditating, then you're going to learn how to relax. Okay, so now that you've got those two things covered, let's talk about the five common styles of meditation. So you can try each of these, any of these, whichever ones stand out for you. And then um, one of these is the one that I use quite frequently and what has helped me heal and grow and transform myself over the years. So the first type of meditation is called the mindfulness meditation. Some people like to start here. Other people like to do this style of meditation later on after they've been experiencing and being practiced with other types of meditations for several years. To do this type of meditation effectively, it can be uh, considered more of an advanced style of meditation. So the mindfulness meditation is when you're going through your day, everything that you do, all that you speak, you do it with as much conscious intention and awareness as possible. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why did you just say what you just said? What is your intention for this conversation that you're about to have with this person? You're about to go into a meeting with someone, maybe it's somebody related to work. What is your intention for that outcome of that conversation or that meeting? What do you want to achieve here? You know, it's being very attentive to the every detail of your day, of how you're doing the dishes, how you are sweeping the floor. Is it just to run through to, on autopilot just to get the thing done? Or is it to really observe the nature of the floor and the broom and to make sure you're getting all of the dirt out of the nooks and crannies and being as thorough and thoughtful as possible? Be very mindful. And yeah, this is a type of meditation that for some people could absolutely drive them crazy. <laughs> and I understand that, which is why I say this may not be the, type, the form of meditation you want to begin with. That maybe later on you can, you can um, play with this one. So this is all about developing your ability to be very focused and aware of your life, your day-to-day -day activities, very intentional and very present so that your mind is not racing off to whatever happened to the drama of yesterday or not obsessing about what you did or didn't do 20 years ago or why your life is miserable. It's about being focused here, now, being present not in your history, not in the future, okay? So that's mindfulness meditation. Another one is guided meditation. Now this is a really good place to start and it's a very popular style and it's very helpful for people who have a hard time 
relaxing their body and their mind. So you can have like videos or um, audio recordings or even a live um, session where somebody is guiding you, painting a picture of you're going down this, this pathway into this beautiful meadow and it's surrounded by all these beautiful trees and off the distance you see these gorgeous mountains and and you can also hear water trickling in the distance. And as you're going down this path and you're seeing somebody, a being coming towards you, you know, it creates this whole imagery, this whole story about things. And this is a very good style of meditation to help you develop your ability to see, to visualize things, to see things outside of your typical natural, normal waking world beyond the five physical senses. It helps you develop the ability to see things in other dimensional realities. It helps you to develop the ability to see energy, to see symbolism, to converse with other multidimensional beings. Okay, it's a very good training type of meditation to really uh, strengthen and cultivate your third eye, your pineal gland. Okay. So that can also be very helpful in helping you resolve issues that's going on in your current life or even in the past. So let's say you're working on some theme of, let's say, uh, patience or forgiveness. And you recognize you've had this incident, you know, in the past that triggered something and creates that you up for this pattern to where you now you are impatient all the time. You know, there's the emotional and mental um, patterns and issues that we have. This style of meditation is helpful in that you can visualize the outcome that you want to see once this pattern or this emotional issue has been resolved. It can also help you resolve it by imaging within your mind the other person, the higher self or the spirit or the soul of that other person that you're having conflict with so that you can have a conversation with that aspect of themselves in your mind to help you talk your way through what needs to be said and expressed so that your mind can resolve the thing. It's a very beneficial, helpful potent style of meditation when you allow it and when you use it as such not just for entertainment purposes not just to escape but to really use it in a way to further your ability to see psychically and to heal and grow and develop yourself okay another the third style of meditation is called the mantra meditation and this is uh, actually the style of meditation that I was initially taught and that we're most familiar with when we hear the description of meditation that we want to run from. And that is you're taught through uh, the particular styles or schools of meditation to either focus on a sound or a word or a mantra, or which is a phrase of words. And sometimes that mantra is in Sanskrit, and so you don't even know what the words are. <laughs> but... The idea of this style of meditation is to help develop and strengthen your will, your ability to focus, 
this is a very yin, or I'm sorry, this is a very yang style of meditation. Yang meaning it develops the masculine qualities of consciousness, which are all about strength of will and focus and presence and the ability to follow through and do and take action. And I feel that this is one of the reasons why some people have a difficult time with the style of meditation because they are more innately in, or inherently functioning from a yin state of consciousness, which is more about creativity and visualization and flowing, free flowing and using, you're seeing images and symbols and such. Okay, that's how my mind worked when I started. That's why this style of meditation didn't work for me. And when people who have a very yin uh, developed way of, of functioning, guided meditation is a very good place for them to start. Okay? But for people who are uh, more focused in the yang consciousness or masculine quality of consciousness and wanting to develop or wanting to develop those qualities, this is a very good style of meditation because it develops the will, the focus, the ability to follow through with things. So when you're focusing on the word or the mantra or the sound or everything, you're focusing all of your attention on that thing to the exclusion of everything else around you, which is all the, the mental chatter that just inherently comes up into the mind. Okay. It's choosing to focusing focus on what you want to focus on rather than allowing your mind to just run rogue through all of the different chatters and the, and the soap operas and all the conversations in your head. It's like chasing butterflies and, and, and running after squirrel or playing the squirrel game of running after every shiny object that comes along. Okay. It's learning to focus and discipline the mind. Okay. So that when you are out and about during your life, and you set a goal or an intention of, I need to do this task, or I want to accomplish this thing in my work, or I want to develop a podcast, <laughs> or whatever your thing is that you want to accomplish to reach goal, especially if it's a large project, then you will ha have the mental discipline and focus and willpower to see it through and actually get the thing done, to take the actions required, to see the long game. Okay. That's very important when you're actually building structures within your life that need to last a long time, like how to take care of yourself, how to heal yourself, change habits with your diet, your lifestyle, create a business, generate income for yourself, heal a relationship. All of that is long game in visions. So you've got to be able to develop the strength of will, of focus and determination to see it through to the end. That's what this mantra meditation style is very helpful for. The next style of meditation is yoga. And that can be like a, you can consider that as like a yin. Well, it could be both, either a yin or a yang orientation of how you focus your mind, your, your, how you use and develop your consciousness. This is all about connecting with your body and feeling the tension, feeling the pressure, feeling your body that you're in feeling the the positions you know by being in the in the stretches or the 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 
yoga positions for a long period of time, you really get to make peace with your body. A lot of the tension, the stress, um, pain um, is going to come up for you to work through via sitting in it, breathing through the discomfort, holding the position, training your body to let go of the tension that's held within the tissues and within the fascia. It's also very good for what is done correctly for helping you correct structural issues and structural injuries. Okay. So using the breath, focusing on where it's discomfort and just allowing that tension to dissolve, it really helps uh, release stored energy, which oftentimes is traumatic emotional energy that's unresolved. It helps the body release that by you placing attention to that area of the body and breathing through it. So that's a very excellent way of learning to connect with your body. It can also, again, when done long-term or how you have your intention when you're doing yoga is allowing you to connect in with your spiritual nature, your spiritual strength your energy system. You, do, you tap into your energy system through your body, through your energy centers or your chakras. And so that's one excellent way of learning how to access your energy system. Okay. All right. Then the fifth type of meditation is the type that I have done for a very long time that has facilitated immense, immense growth and healing for me. I would not be who I am at all in any way, shape, or form without having done this type of meditation for close to 30 years now, long time. And that's what I call the breath and body scan or the body connect meditation. So that is, again, connecting with the body, learning how to calm the mind, using your breath, bringing your attention to your body. So how I teach it and how I do it is I calm myself down. I focus to begin focusing on my breath with an even rhythmic inhale and exhales. And then I start to scan my body from head to toe, just kind of feeling and sensing the top of my head, the back of my head, my ears, my face, my neck, and just kind of sensing how does that feel? Is there any tension there? Is there any kinks or itches or scratches or does it feel congested does it feel kind of off kilter that's when you're starting to tap into the energy that's sitting there in that area of the body okay so i'll make my way down i'll feel my shoulders my lungs my throat all of the digestive organs my spine my pelvic bowl the reproductive organs, the adrenals, the spleen, the kidneys, the bladder, the bones, the joints, the muscles. I'll really tune into the structure that is my body. And as a massage therapist, I've worked with the body for so many years and I, I know how all of that stuff feels. And I've also learned anatomy and physiology and so therefore that helps me visualize in my mind's eye with my pineal gland what does the lungs look like 
What does the liver look like? What does the colon look like? So that's something I encourage you to do. If you're going to try experiment with this type of meditation is go get a really good anatomy book or even look it up online and really get a detailed picture or description or image of the organ itself. And so this is very helpful, for example, if you have a lot of digestive issues and it's all of the organs are completely jacked up. So you need to be able to tap into what is the state of your liver, of your pancreas, your stomach, your small intestines, your large intestines. Can you visualize them, which will then allow you to sense and feel them, to feel the kind of tension and congestion energetically that is sitting in the tissues of those organs. Because remember, you are more than just a physical body. You cannot separate your energy system from your physical body. They're two sides of the same coin. So in order to sense your energy system, to sense the energy of your, of your makeup, you do it through your body. And this is how you do it. By focusing on, let's say, for example, your liver. And you have an image in your mind of what the liver looks like because you draw, pulled up the picture of it from an anatomy book or online so that you're imaging it, you're seeing it, the shape, the color, you're starting to get kind of tap into what is the texture of it? Is it sad? Is it happy? Is it angry? What emotional energies are trapped within the liver? What does the liver need? Okay, so that's one way of being able to really connect in a deep way with you, with your subconscious mind, which is your body's consciousness. And through that, then you'll be able to sense and feel the tension. Sometimes as you open up your psychic sense in your, your third eye, you will literally be able to see the energy of the tension within your body and within your organs. You'll literally see it. You will have form and structure because it's plasma, it's plasma energy, it's real. So when you can tap into the tension, the congestion, the agitation that's sitting within your body, within any, any tissue or organ, then you just breathe. Use your breath to breathe that tension out, to exhale and to move that stagnant tension, energy of tension. Because again, we're working with your energy system here. You breathe it through, you exhale it, and you keep doing that until you feel a shift. It could be a very subtle shift. It could be a very uh, a much more um, noticeable shift. And if you're able to visualize and see the organ and as you're breathing, you'll be able to see the energy shift. You can also visualize as you're breathing with your intention to breathe in white or golden healing light into that area of tension or into that organ. And that will also help shift the energy of congestion or tension or whatever that you're picking up. And you keep on doing that. You keep on focusing on breathing and breathing white light into that area and you'll feel the shift. It may take a while, hence the discipline and the dedication to doing this type of meditative work. But that's one way of tuning into who you really are, tuning into 
what's stored within you, what's in your energy system. And as you clear away some of the tension and the emotional congestion that you perceive within your body, then on the other side of that, it may happen that during that meditation time, it may happen the next day, but you'll have an aha moment of like, oh, that's what I was doing. Oh, that's what that emotional thing was about. Oh, I feel so much better. I feel so much clearer. Oh, that issue is not such a big deal anymore. You'll begin to progress and grow and become familiar or self-aware of what you're doing, why you're doing it. And you'll be able to heal yourself. So those are the five types of meditations you can start with. I encourage you to pick one, play with it, experience it, explore it for a while, and see if it's something that really kind of resonates with you. If not, then go to the next style, but find one and play with it long enough so that you can really get a sense of how that works for you and how it helps you shift and grow and connect with who you are to calm the chaos inside of you, to find peace within you. And as you do that, I promise you the outer circumstances of your life will gradually begin to shift and change to reflect and mirror the new state of being within you. If you want to live in a world of calm and peace, then create and cultivate that calm and peace within you, inside of you, your energy system, your mind, your state of being. Then when you are that, that is what you will project and emit out into the world. And that is what you will experience back in return. That's one of the core fundamental principles of healing, as well as basic physics and how energy and consciousness work. So I hope you enjoyed this introduction to meditation and the insights that I provided. Take it to heart, play with these. And if you'd like to leave me a comment of what you thought about this episode, what you'd like to try some of the different meditation types that I've explained to you, feel free to leave a comment below this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, I have a free gift for you, a downloadable PDF. And this one is the seven unconscious beliefs that prevent you from healing. So that's a great thing as you read through it and see how you express those seven unconscious beliefs. And then you can take it into meditation and start moving some of that energy around and see what, see what you see. So you'll find the link to download that below in the description of this episode. I encourage you to do that. Leave me a comment. Share this episode with people who know you could, that could benefit, you know, friends and family. Like and subscribe to my channel. And with that, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And take care. I will talk to you next time.